The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Is this thing on? 93.7, the ticket. It's the captain. I'm with two other captains and leaders and husbands and fathers and businessmen. And, you know, I I was talking to Coach Osborne, and um, I asked Coach, I said, Coach, did you recruit smart guys? Did you recruit? When I say smart guys, I mean, we were gifted in a lot of different things. But it seemed to me that Coach recruited athletes and smart guys. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say that that's what it is? Yeah, and guys willing to work, I think. You know, that's something I think, you know, it's easy to just put on the tape and see a kid making plays, but is he willing to work? Mm. You know, is he willing to actually have to fight for something? Um, Because, you know, when you got to do that, it means a whole lot more when you get it, Mm -hmm. right? And then you don't want to let it go. Like, I mean, we talk about it all the time with, uh, you know, being ultimately we got, we each have three black shirts. There wasn't a practice. There wasn't a week. There wasn't at any point did we ever feel like when we went out and it was our turn to run, you know, so many plays during the week in practice, we never felt like, oh, we could just kind of go half-ass here, you know, Mm, because my job's safe or because I've been a a, a three-year starter, you know, like you always felt like there was somebody that wanted your job and you felt that way because there were. There, there was about three or four guys that wanted your job, do mm-hmm. you know? And that was that was the way it was, all the way around, every it, position. I feel like a big part of that, too, was Charlie always preaching, playing for the man next to you. Because yeah. mm. if I'm playing for myself, I can take a playoff. That's eh, no big deal. But if I'm playing for him, because mm. I know damn good and well he's not going to take a playoff, Right. I can't take – and even in practice, it was the same way. I know Jason's going to sell out on every play. I'm no, I'm not better than him. Right. You know, I've got to sell out, too. And I think that he did a great job of that is just recruiting guys that played for more than themselves. There we it is. We weren't there playing for ourselves. We were playing for each other yeah, right. every time. All day during practice, every Saturday, it was always about everybody else and not about ourselves. How important was was getting that black shirt? You remember when you got it and how important was getting it? Oh, I mean, it was huge. Uh, especially, you know, we were, we were young. We were sophomores and – you know, coach having Coach McBride, uh, and you learn about kind of his history. Uh, you know, there, it's not like you know there's a ton of young guys that that he would kind of have in those positions. I think maybe early, you know prior to us getting you know in maybe the 80s and stuff like that. You know, you hear about guys mostly having to wait till their junior or senior year till mm-hmm. they they finally got a black shirt. Um, but we knew, you know, I. You know, seeing Kevin Raymakers when he got his and, you know, breaking down and crying and, um, you know, you just you just know how much that word and being part of that kind of fraternity means when you're a player here at, at, at you know, the University of Nebraska. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't got to spend enough time here, I feel like, to see what it meant to the older guys. 
but just for me earning it was like i i knew that i belonged here but now i'm a piece of history here i'm a piece of tradition i'm a piece of family here and uh, man i could not wait to get rid of that gold practice jersey like that's one thing like you know when you're wearing that gold practice jersey you just look at those black jerseys and you're like one day yeah one day well, i'm gonna right. have me one of them yeah. that's right and when you're a guy who just has a the white or red jersey on you know it's when you get that gold jersey one day you know you know you're moving in the right direction like i think that's something that they need to 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 put back in place right because there's got to be that pecking order that totem pole right yeah. and you don't know how to get to somewhere if you really don't know kind of where you're starting from mm. right so preach, there are preacher. these like kind of mini sort of achievement levels right that come along the way and i think it helps guys when they're ultimately setting goals to have like smaller goals that kind of continue to to in their head you know let them know that they're they're climbing the ladder here they're going in the right direction mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what 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 would you say is was your biggest accomplishment before we do that grant go ahead and play it Come on, Greg Rico. Wilson helped Nebraska to arguably the greatest four-year run in college football history, going 49-2 and, and winning three national titles from 1994 to 1997. What do you think made, made those Husker teams, those three national championship teams, so successful? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, talent's a big part of it. Coaching's a, probably the biggest part of it, but... Uh, it was just a commitment from the players that no matter what, we weren't going to be satisfied with anything less than our best effort on Saturdays. Wistrom is the school leader in tackles for loss with 58 and a half for 260 yards and ranked second with 26 and a half sacks. But the 6'5", 255 pound defensive end says he was just doing his job. You know, I don't put myself on a pedestal. You know, I'm just a guy that went out there and did my job and I played football the way that you're supposed to play it and just go out there and play hard and, you know, then you just let whatever happens, happens. But for all the great football players that have come through Nebraska and to be considered, you know, one of the one of the better ones that ever played there is just, it's an honor in itself. And For all of his success on the football field, one of the things Wistrom is most proud of is what he achieved in the classroom. I, I'm not a rocket scientist, you know. It, the classroom didn't come extremely easy to me. I had to study my butt off for it. And, you know, there are a lot of late nights in the Hewitt Center at Nebraska studying a lot of, a lot of tutors. And, uh, but, you know, in the long, ultimately, that's what college football is about. You know, victories and football is fantastic, but you are a student first before you're an athlete. I'm just so thankful I had a intellectual I got to live with a scholar. A gentleman and a scholar, yeah, right? All, For three knew, years. We all knew our place. If I recall, VJ, I believe it was our freshman year, there was a couple lectures where you needed the big guy to to kind of form relationships maybe with you know, remember some, of the, that. Some, <laughs> some of the tennis players or what have you and then all of a sudden there was about 30 guys sitting behind me yeah, yeah. so don't say i didn't fill my role in the classroom you was breaking up you was you was breaking up the fraternity guys little little, little organization that they had in the classes and stuff yeah, yeah we're gonna sit here here and here and here strategically uh. how important how important is mental toughness it's i think it's everything it goes back to what we talked about earlier is it didn't matter what the score was we we're going to figure out a way to win you know what i mean it's you know, it's talked about 
it's how many times you get knocked down, how many times you're going to get back up. Because yeah. if you don't have that, you're going to stay down, you're going to get beat. We, we just didn't have that. Yeah. We, there was just no quitting us at any point, at any time. There's never quitting us. Who put that in you? Coaches, players, or everything? It was kind of the way that it was when we got here. You know, the work ethic and, and seeing the way that guys practiced, you know, the Keneally's and Trev Alberts and, and guys like that. Um, and then you just kind of – you take – I mean, you take what you learn from them and then, you know, in terms of like a leadership or a mentality thing, you kind of add your own little sort of deal to it, especially more as a leader. Um, but, yeah, that was just the way it was. It was – it was – when you walked out on that field for the two hours or however long we were out there, it was all about football, right? Even after you played your your you know your handful of plays, you know three or four plays, you know in group or, or teamwork or whatever. When you came off of the field, right, you probably took your helmet off, you took a knee, you got something to drink, but you were dialed in still mm. to the guys that were running the plays, you know, after right. you, right? Whereas, yeah. and that's something that. I've tried to kind of get these kids to understand because they'll come off the field and then it's kind of like, okay, it's almost like party time. Yeah, party Let's time. Just chill. I'm not paying attention at all. We're telling jokes about, you know, jokes and everything. That's for like stretching when, when it's done, right. When right. practice is over. But from the time you walk out there till the time that practice, you know, is over with, you know, when you're running plays and stuff, you got to be dialed in dialed in i mean it's not that hard it's an hour and a half two hours out of, out of the day you can't dial in for that long come on is it a different age but grant you go ahead well and then but the, <clears throat> kind of going back to we also too we talked about the gold shirts black shirts when jason and i are standing there in our gold shirts and we're watching the black shirts out there freaking killing themselves at practice <laughs> right, right. Or, or killing the scout team. yeah or just destroying the scout right. team it's like if those guys are doing it and they've been here three or four we years i'm new here right. why do i think i'm special or i'm any different mm. I, I need to be behaving in the same manner that they're behaving those guys played for the national championship last year they might know how to do this thing right. i should probably act like right. that right, right. Is, is that how do we get that back at nebraska how do we get that mentality back i mean and listen guys i get it i think you know, the upper echelons guys that were on our team, I think that was good. But I think the group power it was more important than the individual. And that's kind of what you said before. And I think any organization, you've got some guys at the top. They're going to dictate which, which way your organization goes, your team goes, whatever. And everybody else is just waiting to see how those guys act and behave. And that's where the masses are going to follow. Mm. And we fortunately always had a great group of leaders, whether they were captains or not. But guys are out there that paid their dues that when, oh, I'm not the starter anymore. Or I'm just going to put my name in the portal. No, they stayed there. They stuck. Mm. You know, we didn't have the portal back then, right. but nobody left. Nobody left. Nobody ever transferred because it was just like, all right, man. Well, apparently I'm not doing something right, whether I'm not working hard enough on the field. If I'm not working hard enough in the weight room, there's something I'm doing wrong that's keeping me from attaining yeah. that job I feel like I should have. And rather than quit, we all figured out a way. We all were just acted like men and figured it out. Let's right. win. Let's take let's take what we got and let's win. What talking about the transfer portal? What are you guys thoughts on that transfer portal? I think that's the thing that's most dangerous right now to college football. I think that ultimately can send this thing in a in a you know whirlwind, and I think it can send the the sport into big trouble if they don't sort of have some kind of guidelines to this thing. Like you can't just be able to 
jump ship whenever you want. Now, I know people, their argument is, well, look, at it's what the coaches are doing, right? Mm. Now, okay, well, the coaches are doing it. It doesn't mean it makes what the players do right, you know? And, and you know, if you're a graduate, I get it, being able to transfer once, you know, if you want to do that. Um, but I think when, for us, if you left, if you transferred, you had to sit out a year, right? Mm-hmm. So it really made your ultimate decision as to where you were going to go a lot more important, right? Because you didn't have that luxury of saying, well, it doesn't work out here. I'm just going to go over to Michigan or, you know, I'll transfer to Oklahoma or whatever, right? So you kind of – you you flipped over, you know, every every rock to try to make this thing work, mm. you know, for you personally. Um, now I just think, you know, with, with guys and – part of it is they, they love being recruited, right? They love these coaches kissing their ass. And most of the guys that enter the transfer portal haven't had success, right? They haven't had their ass kissed in a while, right? So how do they do that? How do they get that feeling back again? It's easy. I'm going to go somewhere else. My name, my name's in the portal. Now, right, now they think everybody's in. But the reality is a lot of them have a hard time finding new homes, right? They're still in the portal. Yeah. They're still sitting out there in space somewhere trying to figure out where I'm going to land. Right. Sometimes the grass is not greener on the other side. I I think for the portal, it's almost always never greener. I mean, how many guys have you seen transfer that bust a grape? Anywhere they go. One or two. One or two out of thousands. There you go. You know, what are the odds of success? Wondell Robinson is that one kind of. He's the anomaly. Yeah, he's the anomaly. But other than that, you don't see a lot of guys go to Division I programs and then have big-time success. He's the anomaly. We knew he was going to do that anyway. What about NIL? Could you think we could have handled NIL back Back at Nebraska, you think we'd have been fine with that? Oh, I, I, somebody asked <laughs> me about that the other day. Rolling up Rovers and Benzes. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like I remember sitting you – know, Jason talked about DJ Rezac and Lazari's earlier. I remember sitting in Lazari's just hanging out all day long hoping I could eat. You right. know, I, mean, I had no money in my bank account, but I'm going to sit here all day long and talk just so I can get a piece of pizza get at some slice, point. Huh? Yeah. You know, and I, we, like, who knows what we could have made, man. I, we, we, last night talking about it, like, we might not want to go to the NFL. Right. Why would you? It right. would have, cha- I guarantee it would have changed my motivation. Yeah. A, a great yeah. deal. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, you know, probably would have made it harder. Yeah. Um, you know, because you lose that. That desire, that yeah. dangling carrot, you know, which was the NFL. Um, you know, that was your opportunity to make, you know, big, big time money. Right. Um, and now, you know, you're talking about, you know, you hear stories about coaches, you know, rounding up a hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, some dude who really hasn't done jack squat stays, mm. do you know, it's like, really? Right. This is where we're at right now. This is where we're at. <laughs> you know, we, we got to pay for it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Big bucks, no whammies. Shoot, <laughs> hey, man. hey, hey, you got the for the love of money. Play for the love of money. <laughs> Don't play for it. Because this is what we're in right now. Turn it up. Give me a little value. This is the this yeah. is the football we live in today where there's no more love of the game. Yeah. It's love of money. Right. It's yeah. love of what have we done for you lately type right. deal. The mentality is a microwave society. We want what we want right now. We don't want to wait for it. We don't want to work for it. We just want to be like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And and I think it's destroying college football. Um, The teams that got the most money, Texas A&M, Texas schools, 
I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. We're ranked 41st. Guess how many five stars we got? Alleged five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Alleged five right, stars. Right. Zero. Where, you know, you got a Texas A&M's got seven. And then you start going to the, the four stars. We got like five or six. Somebody else has got 17 or 18, but then we got 19 three stars. Not to say that stars. To say, how many stars did we have? When we that's what I want to know. Where do you think you guys were in the star category coming out? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing we would have been fairly high. Yeah. Um, no. Four star. You know, I mean, there was Super Prep Magazine, I think, was, you know. Super Prep, yeah. And so, like, I know I was the number one recruit in the Northeast in 1993. So, you know, I'm guessing that probably would have put me either high five four star or five star or something like who that. else recruited you everybody i mean so you know everybody yeah. in the country was yeah on. grant yeah about everybody just about everybody yeah. as well when we get back i just want to talk about not only who recruited you but who recruited you from the university which one of the coaches said i want jp we need you up here what did they say to grant when you when when they came to web city Little small web city, you know, the pride of Joplin coming out of there. And they said, What what convinced you to come to Nebraska? More on the other side. Grant Winston, Jason Peter, the ticket, ninety three point seven.